There's a story out now about the Pittsburgh Steelers and who exactly they're targeting at quarterback. We've got one quarterback in the NFL draft, but three free agents who could be available to the Steelers and be players they pursue. Joining me to talk about those three players is none other than Josh Taylor of KDKA TV. He's going to break those down with me. We're going to give our opinions on which player they should be going after, which player they will be going after, and how this could all play out. Also, the one quarterback that they're looking at in the NFL draft, what's the likelihood of them getting them in the first round, the second round, who could fall to them in the in the first round that may, may help them override looking at the quarterback position if another position player who's that good is, is within reach. Finally, we'll also get to talking on some salary cap. It's a full action-packed show of the Locked on Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things in the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, you can follow us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and YouTube. If you're enjoying this video, hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button to our YouTube channel to get all of our daily content. We thank you for making uh, the Locked On Steelers podcast your first listen every day. If you want to help us out even further, give us a five-star review with a positive comment on Apple Podcasts, and you'll get a special shout at the end of the show. Join me today, recurring guest, Josh Taylor, KDK TV. You know him. You love him. He's the man. Josh, how you doing? It's good, man. It's, I'm, I'm, I'm loving the rhythm that we're getting into. It's like we have a weekly discussion about this offseason, what it's going to bring. It, it's keeping me sharp, so I'm loving it. Let's go. Indeed. We get to talk about important things. Now, there is a report that we do got to talk about that's not just you know generic. It, it's a report from Pro Football Network's um, uh, uh, Tony Pauline, who says that, he, that, that Tony knows which quarterbacks the Steelers actually are targeting. In the NF in, in the NF in the uh, in free agency right now and in the NFL draft and both of those are interesting prospects to me because because Josh I'm 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 looking at how the um I'm, I'm looking at I'm looking at how the these these names are, are listed out here and some of these guys are names that we've t- we've talked about and we've joked around with our hype trains which we now have a new one uh you know because first first we had Tony's Trubisky train then we had uh uh Kaboli's, uh, Wentz wagon. Then we had Jenna's Jeep, J- Jameis Winston Jeep Wranglers, and then just on yesterday's episode with Arthur Moats, former Steelers linebacker, he added Maserati Malik, which I think is actually the kind of the coolest name right there. It rolls a little bit easier off the tongue, so that's actually interesting here. But um, the guys that were named as far as free agent quarterbacks the Steelers could pursue were Mitch Trubisky, Teddy Bridgewater, and Jameis Winston. All of them. You know, kind of journey level, journey level, journey uh, journeyman level quarterbacks who have been selected in the first round and just haven't worked out in where in, in where they've been. I think those guys are are interesting are interesting pickups there because each of them had you know ha- has like you has had decent seasons. Each of them have had positive uh, impact. But I want to get your sense of is there a guy among that group that speaks a lot louder to you than the other two? Well, I'll, I'll say two things. First of all, when I saw that tweet about what Tony Pauline said. I immediately quote tweeted it because the first people that came to my mind were you and Tony <laughs> and Jenna Harder. And I'm I like, I'm quote tweeting this with a gif of Bane that said, so it begins. Because it's like, all right, you know, all, the, all the horses are at the gate. They have literally sounded the trumpet. Yep. Horses are at the gate. They've opened it and they're off and running. That's what it felt like. But I had to point that out. But I'll go back to last week. You and I talked about 
you know, it was, it was either Trubisky trained or it was the Wentz wagon. And I'm like, uh, process of elimination, I'd go with Trubisky. Mm-hmm. I went back and looked at it, though. I went back okay. and, and thought about some okay. of the other quarterback options. And I can't believe I'm saying this for the second week in a row. Uh-oh. Tony, I I am I might be riding shotgun with you. Uh oh. Uh oh. On the Trubisky train. I I think we're here. Shout out to Tony Serino. I I thought I'd never see the day where I'm like fully fledged. I'm riding with Tony on this one. And last week when I told you it was between Trubisky and Wentz, it was because you know the the lesser opportunity cost of the two. Mm-hmm. However, with Trubisky, I think it's two things. I think one. It's the lesser opportunity cause so cost, so there's less risk. Plus, there's a potential for higher reward. Not because I think Trubisky is that much more of a talented quarterback or could put up better numbers, but I think he better fits what you and I have been talking about. What this team could do, mm-hmm. even if they don't have their franchise quarterback, Mitch Trubisky actually fits what they could do. Not just because of what we've seen this defense do in the past couple years. But tell him, tell him why, tell him why he fits, Josh. But he fits because of the best season that he had, the best season the Bears had with him on that roster was in 2018. And that 2018 Bears team looks a lot like the Steelers defense did a couple years ago. That team was in the top. I don't want to say they were number one in scoring, third in yards. They were really good defense. They had a plus 12 turnover margin. They Mm -hmm. fit what you and I have been talking about. Keeping teams off the board, not turning the ball over. And to boot, they had a pretty efficient run game too. So you add that in there with you know with um Jordan Howard and and Cohen and by the way Cohen was the leading receiver for that team out of the backfield. I started hmm. adding things up and I'm going wait a minute. Pretty good run game, running back leading receiver, defense kept points off the board, good turnover margin. What team does this sound like it could potentially be like? Oh wait, <laughs> it sounds a lot like the Steelers could potentially be in 2022. So the more I added it up, I'm going, okay, this makes perfect sense. Plus, mm-hmm. he could be in, a, in an offense like Matt Canada's where, believe it or not, people, the quarterback doesn't really have the hardest job. His right. job is to get the ball to the guy who's supposed to make the play on that play and then stay out of the way. Mm-hmm. He could actually be the guy that serves that purpose without messing it up. And the more I thought about it, the more I looked at it, I'm going, okay, I think I got my guy. So I am, I have my ticket in hand. I'm on the Trubisky train. Tony, this is all your fault. But <laughs> after doing a little bit of homework of my own, I think Tony might be on to something. He might be. He might be. Listen, Tony was the one who said in camp back in 2019, way back when, that Devlin Hodges was going to be the man. And he wasn't the man, <laughs> but he did end up starting. And I told him I told him on the show, if, if, if Devlin Hodges ain't never starting for this team, then he had a winning record with the Steelers. But to, to go to both you and Tony's, Tony's points, I went and pulled up the cumulative stats. If you look throughout their th- look throughout their careers, Jameis Winston has by far thrown the most touchdowns in his career, but he's also, but he, but he's also thrown by far the most interceptions of his career. And I think that's something to absolutely, you know, consider. He's also played 10 more games than Teddy Bridgewater, who's played approximately like 16 more games than Mitchell Trubisky. But if you look at a per game basis, you're looking at guys where Mitchell Trubisky, like you said, he's attempted the least. He, he attempts less than 18 snap, 18 passes or uh, no, excuse me, 28 attempts less than uh, 28 passes per game. And actually Teddy Bridgewater is lower than that, but he completes less than 18 passes per game. But you you look at the you look at the rates here. 
all these guys rank under under two touchdowns a game. All these guys rank, you know, you know, well, I'll say Bridgewater and Trubisky, they rank under one interception per game and Jameis Winston over an interception per game. Now the question is for Jameis, and I'd say this, I I'd say this for him. If he can show that he's able to that he is not of the he's not throwing the interceptions like he did when he was in his early part of his career. That could be the biggest factor. The Steelers saying, "Okay, we'll give this a shot." I also don't think that the Saints are going to give up on him, and he may want to stay where where he's at right now. That's a very good possibility. But the the idea of Mitchell Trubisky actually having the edge here is not all that crazy. Again, when you start stacking up stacking up the numbers here, they you know it, it, it kind of makes sense. Like you mentioned in 2018, they went 12 and four with with him at the starting quarterback. They had a running they had, they had a running office that he was dumping down a lot to the running backs, and they had a defense that really carried the team. All those things add, add, add up for you. Um, and and he's he's playing. It's crazy enough. He's played in the most playoff games of these three quarterbacks, and he's the youngest. Um, you know, and, and he hasn't done well in those playoff games. But at the same time, the steel, like you said, the Steelers don't need a superstar quarterback. And this has been my whole point all along. Whenever I've said, "Oh, I, I'm I'm not," you know, this this isn't the year for the Steelers to try to trade up and go get Aaron Rodgers or st- or something like that. This upcoming team need, needs to be about building around around the quarterback position so that everything else is strong and. Then next year you make that move at, at quarterback, but you can sign any of these guys to one-year deals, two-year deals that don't cost you too much money. And Mitch Trubisky, especially, he was he was sitting behind Josh Allen last year. He wasn't getting no love. He, he'll take a shot right now. So I, I I hate to say of these three, of these three, I'm on the Trubisky train for that. But but I do think that there's there's still there's still other options out there, yes, namely that namely the quarterback that. Uh, Tony Pauline mentioned in his article, the Steelers, the main quarterback, the Steelers are pursuing in the NFL draft. We've talked about him a lot in the show. It's Maserati Malik. We'll talk more about Maserati Malik and the NFL draft class, but also what might happen to say, hey, you know what? We're going to let him fall to the second round. If he's there, we'll get him. If 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 he's if he's not, oh, well, because there are very good positional players who will fall to 20 this year and will give you a shot at, at making get, getting one of those guys who could be a true difference maker. We'll talk about that at the end of the side of the break. But first, I got to talk to you guys about betonline.net. Football season might be over, but basketball is full steam ahead with both pro and college hoops from all the latest odds, totals, uh, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land. BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news all season long. It's not just basketball either. It's BetOnline.net is your best source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds down to every single sporting event you can think of. Go check out BetOnline.net right now to see if your contest is on there and you can make some money on BetOnline.net. Head to the website today and use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in the action at BetOnline, where the game starts. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Josh Taylor, breaking it down. Josh, uh, so Malik Willis here, and, and we've talked about Malik Willis. We're not just here to just sit around and just say, oh, just say the same old things about Malik Willis, but I get the reasoning behind Malik Willis is that he has this high ceiling, but it's clear he also has, you know, he, he can be very erratic with his throws. He played at Liberty. He didn't play, you know, he didn't play, you know, at, you know, at, you know in a major club, but I, I, wanna, I always want to point this out. There is no quarterback you in college football. Everyone kind of is either one or two and done, you know, and there's guys who go on to play in the NFL, but there's no place. It's like, oh, yeah, every quarterback that comes or even like the, like four or five quarterbacks that come out of there are super legit quarterbacks. It is sporadic. It's all over the place. Um, 
you know, you're lucky if you get one and you're even you're even more lucky if you get you're extremely lucky if you get two. Um, and the Steelers own quarterback, Ben Roethlisberger, he came from a Mac school. He went to Miami, Ohio. He wasn't Purdue like Drew Brees. He wasn't Tennessee like Peyton Manning. He wasn't Michigan like Tom Brady, even though Tom Brady wasn't a highly pursued quarterback. But they, this is possible to look at this. I don't think that Malik Willis should be out of the, out of the frame here as far as the Steelers' decisions. But Josh, is he the guy? If he's at, if he's at twenty, is he a guy that you're willing to take that chance on? It you know, you know regardless of who's available at other positions. Here's here's a little bit of background I'll give you. Now, as far as we just talk about quarterback you, if there's a team that might be the closest equivalent, maybe closest equivalent in the past couple of years, you can make mm-hmm. a really strong case for Oklahoma. Jalen Hurts, Baylor, Baker Mayfield. No, that's a good point. And um, Kyler Murray. You can make a really strong case for Oklahoma, but that's really the closest you can find. Baker Mayfield, not that good. We're still waiting to see Jalen Hurts and Kyler Murray. And again, that, that, but you're right. That's very that's very recent. We're waiting to see. Right. It, all, all three guys started games this year. That That's the thing you, you come back to, and two of them made the playoffs. So mm-hmm. if you're Oklahoma, that's the strongest case you're going to be able to make. I figure I'll throw that out there. And then you mentioned another thing that I have to talk about. You mentioned Ben Roethlisberger being a quarterback from the MAC. Remember, during the course of Ben Roethlisberger's career, the course of Ben Roethlisberger's career, the Steelers mm-hmm. had four different quarterbacks from the MAC. Yeah. On that roster at different times. You had Ben, you had Byron Lefwich. You had um, mm-hmm. you had Charlie Batch, and and you also had Bruce Krakowski at one point. I forgot about so you, you, Bruce. You're yeah. alternating a handful of guys here mm-hmm. that that have been on that roster. So let's not discount the fact that hey, <laughs> they went pretty far without a Power Five guy. And I'll add this too: Terry Bradshaw, Louisiana Tech, not a Power Five guy. It's a very so good point. So if you're looking at Malik Willis playing at Liberty. I'm going to counter it with, hey, they've had success with guys that weren't power five guys. It doesn't necessarily have to be that way. And I also make the case that Andrew Jones played at Oklahoma and Mason Rudolph played at Oklahoma State. That's a very, very good point. Very good so, point. You know, but but to, to kind of qualify that. No, no, I, I totally get that here. But here's here's my thing. And the reason I asked that question, but but can you answer the question? If <laughs> If you're if you're sitting there and Malik Willis is there, but also maybe like you know Devin Lloyd or Ahmad Gardner or Tyler Linderbaum or Charles Carl, like one of those top guys are there, is he worth that because he's a quarterback and you're willing to go over all these guys who are more like I'm more sure of this product at this position, but because he's a quarterback and he has a high ceiling, we take that shot. With this particular quarterback, I'd say no. I honestly say no, because Tyler Linderbaum is a position you plug him in, he fixes a problem. Devin Lloyd's the guy you plug him in, he fixes a problem. Charles Cross, you plug him in, he fixes a problem. Um, You you talked about um, the one corner. You plug him in, he fixes a problem. And that's a problem. These are problems that need to be fixed immediately. These are not Mm -hmm. problems that you can fix in two or three years. These are immediate problems where you're not even looking for depth. You're looking for guys who can start tomorrow. And be plugged in, and that now gets checked. That box gets checked off. And you're not worried about it for another five to six years. In Malik Willis's case, you're going to draft him at 20, and he's probably not going to start. Right. That's the thing that you look at and say, okay, is the long term reward worth the risk at that pick 20th overall? If we're talking second round, I don't blink, I don't hesitate. Right. But if you got a draft like this, where I, and I've said this before, this is not a steak and eggs draft. No, where the Steelers can look at you know fancy shiny things and say, okay, we can make this work. Like this ain't a Biggie Smalls T-bone steak, cheese, eggs, and once is great <laughs> draft. This is a meat and potatoes draft 
where you can get a good offensive tackle that can start. You can get a defensive offensive lineman. Maybe a Jordan Davis is there at 20 that can start and change your defensive front. You got guys that they can bring in and fortify some positions where they need help or they need starters and make them better as opposed to Malik Willis, who may not be the guy the moment he walks in the door. So at 20, I would say he's probably not worth the risk if you can get a Charles Cross or a Tyler Lindenbaum or, or a Devin Lloyd or a Jordan Davis. I would say no. No, I, is it the reason I ask that? Because I'm on this, I'm on that boat right there. I'm not about trying to risk everything to get Malik Willis there, um, especially when you need so many other things. You put Malik Willis on this team, it, could he eventually fix some things? Yes, but I think that's much higher of a gamble. That's more, that's more, much more risky of a gamble. I, I, I think it's better, better to be said uh, than uh, than necessarily going for one of these guys. So it's like, hey, this guy's of high pedigree, this position. You have a chance to get the best at this position in a, in a draft. Like there's there's real opportunity there. So I, I'm with you on that. But now I, I I look at I look at it this way. And the reason I, I was leading with this question was because I wanted to to get to I want to lead with that question because I wanted to get to this question. When you look at this at this year's class, the combine is this week. The the combine is the one event where everyone can get overhyped. You run well in the 40, you're overhyped. You throw a great pass, you know, in uh against air, against no defense at all. Everyone gets hyped. Look at look at look at Zachary Wilson last year. Everyone was all I was, was all over. that. Right. It's just you know yeah, but but when you look at when you look at how this combine works, guys can skyrocket, guys can plummet, uh, you know, in here. And I, I think that one thing the Steelers can look at again. I, they're, they're top positions of need that I think that they would they could best help their team with in the first round: offensive tackle, center, linebacker, defensive line if the right guy's there, and cornerback. Um, and they could look at wide receiver. That, that, that's you know, I wouldn't rule, rule that out entirely. But those like the the ones that if you plug them in and that get, you get a guy who starts next year in, in, in week one, your team could be much you know, much better prepared to, to handle the, the, those situations with the right, with the right guy there, especially if they're the top, one of the top guys of their, their, their group's class or their classes group. Now, this is always what I do every year when I, when the, when the Steelers are picked, I, you know, I look at, okay, this year, for example, they have 20 players. That means you only need 19 players to get picked before you, which means you just need, if you, if you're looking at, at like certain guys, like if you're, if you're looking at Tyler Linderbaum at center, for example, if you're looking at Ahmad Gardner, if you're looking at Charles Cross, if you're looking at Trevor Penning, if you're looking at the, like those type of guys, you're saying to yourself, okay, what are the other positions that you're not looking at that could see a run go with guys that you know you either can't touch or you're fine, you're just fine, you're willing to accept? You know, a lot of people look at Kyle Hamilton, Notre Dame safety, he'll he'll be gone. Aiden Hutchinson, uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, those uh, and Jermaine Johnson, those are all edge rushers that should be gone. Trevon Walker could be the same thing with Georgia. So that's four edge rushers off the board. That's five players right there that we, that, that we just named. You're probably talking looking at Evan Neal. I, I can Kwan oh, you, and then you're probably looking at maybe a Charles Cross, but that's start where you start to get to like, okay, maybe you can use that guy. But let's say those three right there. So you're looking at five, six. That's nine players already off. So then you haven't we haven't even touched into what if quarterbacks fly off the board? And we know this happens. Daniel Jones and Dwayne Haskins were picked pretty high. If two quarterbacks go off the board, that bumps you guys down. And then this is this is where I think you can watch the most Steelers fans when it comes to the wide receiver position. When you see those guys fly on those 40 times, that's oftentimes when you see a team say, oh, we got to go get that guy because he's blazing fast. I have a young quarterback, and I want to use that speed on my team. If I'm a Steelers fan right now, 
I'm watching this combine and I'm looking for some really, really fast times, not necessarily for the Steelers and maybe for the Steelers. Like if Sky Moore lights it up or, you know, some guys that are in the middle rounds light it up. Cool. And those, those are guys you can be excited about, but some of those first round pedigree guys, when you're looking at the wide receiver position this year and it's loaded, Jamison Williams, Chris Olave, uh, Traylon Burks, Garrett Wilson, Jahan Dotson, Drake London, all those guys right there, they could go for their first round material. But then you got other guys like John Mechie, like David Bell, like George Pickens. Imagine some of those guys running, running really well, you know, and, you know, imp impressing people with some shuttle times, with some with some broad jumps, you know, impress people in individual drills, but have some good interviews. Then all of a sudden, imagine if four of those or four or five of those receivers go, you're added into that list. Then you're starting to get in the territory. Well, wait a second. If two cornerbacks go off the board with Stingley and Booth, you're you're right. You're almost there at 19. And then. Devin Boyd is available, and then Linderbaum is available, and maybe one of those offensive tackles are available. Maybe Jordan Davis is available. Maybe Devontae Watts available. That's what I'm talking about here, Josh, is that it doesn't need to be Malik Willis because there's a really good chance that if there's a, some of these runs at the positions based off of how we see the combine play out, you could get a top dog at a, at a position of need. I've been saying this for a while. The teens is where I can see a lot of skill guys going and flying right. off the board. You said a name that made me grin. You mentioned Traylon Burks from Arkansas. Of course, I'm gonna I'm gonna be eh. excited about the Razorback. That's just that's just saying that there. But I feel like the teens could be where guys that are prime skill position players could really jump off the board, and I think that could be a lot different. I think that's. I think that's the thing that makes a lot of sense there. So if that happens, like we're laying this out, it changes the entire dynamic of finding guys that could help you. That changes the entire dynamic of that guy that you think could help you in the first round, dropping down to that 20th spot and you say, okay, this is the guy we want. This is the guy that was on our board. He can help us. We can slot him in now. And now the board does you a favor. I really feel strongly about guys in strep, especially wide receivers. You rattled off a lot of names. That could be really impressive. And these are guys that they aren't just names because of where they played. Mm -hmm. These are guys that played at schools and have good tape. Like Chris right. Olave has good tape. Great. John Meshi has good tape. I mean, Garrett just Wilson. about you name an Alabama receiver for the last four or five years. You probably yeah, have right. Yeah. Now, if, if we we so said there's helps. no there's no quarterback. You Alabama is a wide receiver. You they 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 right. print wide receivers. And Traylon Burks has good tape. Like these are mm -hmm. guys that you stack them up and, and Stingley, like all these guys. They have the tape already, and now the combine's going to confirm what they already do or confirm what they're capable of doing. So if you have guys that fit that criteria, now they're stacking up in the late, you know, the late single digits, early teens or mid-teens. And now the, the lender bombs of the world are falling maybe a little bit closer to where you like, and you say, Hey, wait a minute, that guy might actually be there for us at 20, and now you feel a need immediately. That that is a very strong possibility, in my opinion. That, that, that's a really that's a really interesting I, I, you know possibility there for, for when, when I look at that that run of those skill positions and how that could play out uh that, that could favor the state because again the Steelers I, again with the needs that they have they could put themselves in a position where it's like you know we don't need to, someone asked me the, you know, the, just the other day it's like is there any one of those guys that you would trade up for and I said I, I'm not even sure I would like if they're if, if Tyler Linderbaum or Devin Lloyd or one of those guys, if one of those guys are there at like 18, do you trade up to get them? And I think, why would you trade up? Because you know what? If 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 multiple guys are there and like say there's three guys there that you're like, you know what? We are happy. We are a happy first round picking team. If, if these three, if one of these, if we get one of these three guys and and there's two picks ahead of you. 
unless you feel like one of those picks is supremely better than the other two, why would you trade up, especially when you need all your picks right now because you're building? Exactly. This is one of those times where, and I talked about this before, when you have as many needs as this team has to fill, that's actually a blessing in disguise because now you might have five or six spots where guys with first round grades could help you. And let's say two or three of them are off the board already. And you're a couple picks away and you got two or three left. And you're like, Hey, wait a minute. We still got a shot here. So now you don't have to overreach. You don't have to trade up. This is one of those times when it does benefit you maybe to have a few extra spaces where you can have a guy inserted that helps you out. And mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people panic going into draft. Like, oh, they have these this many needs in a draft like this, which I'm going to remind people again is a meat and potatoes draft, and you've got meat and potatoes spots to fill. When all those steak and eggs guys are gone, and you got meat and potatoes guys left that can help you with meat and potatoes needs, that's not the worst thing in the world. It really does work to the Steelers' favor, and that's pretty much what I'm expecting at this point. It certainly could be the case there. Josh, we do got to switch topics. I'm, I'm, we're going to talk a lot more about the combine this week. So locked on Steelers fans, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh, what happened? Listen, we got plenty of days to talk about it. Then the results will happen. We'll talk about it again all next week. But I want to get to Josh while we have him here about the salary cap. We'll do that in just a minute here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast. But first, I got to talk to you guys about, about rockauto.com. Rock Auto is the place you save time and money when you go to when you need car parts for your car or truck. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? For example, a Honda Odyssey fuel pump is $353 from the chain store, but only $216 from Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family-owned business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliable low for every customer. They have everything you can need from brake parts to tail lamps to motor oil to even new carpet for your car or truck. Go explore their easy-to-use their easy website today to find the solution for your auto part needs and go to rockauto.com com right now and use and see all the parts available for your for your vehicle and when you do that and you order be sure to write locked on in there how did you hear about us box so that they know that we sent you amazing selection reliable low prices all the parts your car will ever need visit rockauto.com today Back here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Josh Taylor of KDK TV. Josh, let's talk about the salary cap situation the Steelers are in now. Our friend Mark Caboli at The Athletic, uh, who was on this show last Monday, if you want to go check out that show, we we did a, we had a great discussion. Uh, but he wrote a piece that was talking about, you know, Steelers offseason, you know, their rebuilding process and the different steps to it. And, you know, obviously there's quarterback, there's getting, you know, free agent help and this, that, and the third. But he talked about spending your newfound money on The Athletic. And... You know, he mentioned how last year you were you were you had a terrible position because of the because of the pandemic. Your salary cap was extremely limited. Now your salary cap is a bit higher. Now he's basing these numbers off of spot racks uh, numbers, and then and he oh no excuse me he is basing this off of over the cap. But according to Mark with his article, he's saying that the Steelers should head into free agency with an expected thirty two million dollars in cap space. And he and Mark, Mark's projections are that with the simply restructuring contracts, mega contracts like the hit from TJ Watt, that's $31.1 million of a cap hit. Cam Hayward, who's 17.4. Stephon Tewitt, who might not even be there. That's another story of 13.9. You know, there's there's guys on, on, on that roster there that you looked at and you say, this guy's costing, you could do a restructure, kick the can down the road a little bit, find a way to to, to parse that out between future years, and you can boost your, your, your money there. Um, but, uh, uh, but in, in all seriousness, that's a, that's a, that's a major key that we can, uh, that, that, that the Steelers can touch on. Um, and 
Josh, I just I think that when you're looking at uh, at the at the Steelers' money, Mark's saying that they can clear up to sixty four million dollars and just and just restructures to have that amount amount of money, and then add twenty to twenty five more off of cutting what he says: Derek Watt, Zach Banner, Joe Schobert, and Stephon to it. Now, not all those cuts are are ones that I think some Steelers are like whoa, 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 Stephon to it is that is he definitely gone? We don't know, but still, you put yourself in a really good spot to have a ton of money. Absolutely. It, this is something that you and I have talked about this quite a bit, you know, out, outside of, you know, whether it's been on your podcast or on my radio show, we've talked about this at length. And I I thought this was a realistic possibility, even during the season, when you're trying to gauge guys that are going to be around and guys that won't. And I'm, I'm saying to myself, wait a minute, they can move on from these contracts that probably mm-hmm. they don't need and save themselves a little bit of money. So it, it, it does come back around to, Hey, this is a realistic thing, and it seems like really weird timing that this comes up the year after the pandemic happened when yep. they really couldn't make that adjustment. You wonder, like, man, right. if, they, if this would have just happened maybe a year later or if this situation with contracts would have happened a year earlier, you probably feel better about it. But that's mm-hmm. not the way it happens, and things very seldom go the way you want them to. So when we're talking about this particular situation, it makes everything we're talking about with the draft, it brings it into a kind of a clearer view because they can address some of the problems that they might have going into the draft in free agency. Right. And now it becomes a matter of, Hey, how do we address this problem? How do you address that problem? So not, not only does it allow you to address problems, but now you can also build depth too, because you might be able to address a problem in free agency and then maybe don't build depth later on in the draft. You might be able to use, you know, a day three pick on a guy you're building depth behind a guy you just signed in free agency. Now you're killing a couple birds with one stone because you have some cap space to build depth or address issues. But having that cap space and having the draft picks, you're in a big position now to fill all those holes and stack a couple guys up that you can bring in along the way that add depth. Because as much as we're talking about this team needs starters, they need depth guys too. They need offensive line depth. They need defensive line depth. They need depth in the secondary and depth of wide receiver. So you got to address not only starting positions, but backup positions as well. So cap cap space does help you maybe address those situations as far as starters go. And then maybe draft picks help you as far as bringing depth guys in or addressing a couple positions there too, as far as starters go. And then down the road, if you have a little bit of cap space left over, if you have some guys that end up being cap casualties, Maybe in in April and May, Mm -hmm. and maybe going into June, that helps you too as far as bringing in other guys that might bring in some depth. Maybe a special teams guy if you decide to move on from a Derek Watt. Maybe you can get yourself a special teams ace at a discount in May and June. So, yeah, this becomes a situation where, you know, it's not necessarily a snowball effect, but you can really address a lot of the problems that this team has in, in one or two strokes. You you really could. And, and this is where and this was Mark's point with that with that part of the article article is that this needs to be the year the Steelers get aggressive. This is the, this, this needs to be the year the Steelers are saying we're going out and we're buying people. I know Kevin Colbert said we're not going to do things any different this year. We, you know, but we do have a lot of money. I, I think that I, the best thing that the Steelers can hope for Steelers fans can hope for is that that's just the smoke screen that he's putting up to say, like trying to trying to say, like, hey, guys, don't look at our cap number and how much money we have. Just think that we're gonna sit back here like normal. I think that this is their this is their way of they're they're gonna go after it. The J.C. Jacksons, the Ryan Jensen's, uh, the Stephon Gilmore's, the Carlton Davis, the Brandon Scherfs. One of those one of got one guy like that. You had to in two guys like that if you can afford them, they'll be they'll make a difference. 
a Brandon Scherf sounds really great mm-hmm. on this offensive line. He sounds really great for this running game. I'm pretty sure if you told Najee Harris, hey, we got your Brandon Scherf, I'm sure he's going to be really excited about that because a guy like Brandon Scherf, not only is he a huge body, but he can open some holes too, and that makes Najee Harris's job a lot better. And whatever quarterback who's starting in 22, whether it's Mason <laughs> Rudolph or insert name here, you tell that guy, hey, you got that dude in front of you. They're probably going to feel a lot better. So just that name alone is intriguing to me, but yeah, it stands to reason that, you know, this is one of those few times and it's one of those few situations where the Steelers maybe don't act like the Steelers. And if you're Kevin Colbert, they maybe this is a year that you play all the cards close to the vest and say, Hey, you know, we're going to go about this the way we normally do. And you know, yeah, we have cap space, but you know, we're not necessarily using that to dictate what we do. And then you start throwing people curveballs and saying, hey, we normally don't do this, but we go and do this. Remember, there was a time they didn't normally go looking for, for, for starters in free agency. And then they went and got a James Ferrier. And they said, hey, mm-hmm. well, we needed a guy. We went and got him a free agency and it worked out. There was a time when they didn't do other things, too. There was a time when they didn't trade first round picks and they traded one to get Mika Fitzpatrick. Mm-hmm. So if there's a time you're going to go against the grain with what you normally do in the circumstances that you have right now that are different from what you normally see, because let's talk about them having that much cap space. We're used to them spending up to the cap and maybe right. just trying to negotiate just below to keep everything down. They're usually at the at the top, upper end trying to come down, not in the middle or lower end trying to get up. So this is a, a strange situation as far as what they're usually akin to. Steelers fans, you never know. This could be a game changer type of year, so offseason as far as free agency and then even what they might do in the draft. That's why we spent so much time talking about how players could fall to them in the last segment. That's why we're talking about the free agent quarterbacks. That's why we're talking about free agent superstars, guys, that they could maybe afford this year with the money that they have. Josh, we've helped. We've, we, we're, we're way over time, but thank you so much for joining us here in the Lockdown Steelers podcast. As always, let people can find you, follow you, and get more of your work. Josh Taylor HD, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, pretty much most platforms. If you you put that in, that'll work. So yeah, you can find me there. Absolutely. Thanks again, Josh, for joining us here in the Lockdown Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Follow us, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Carter Critiques. You can get this show on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and YouTube. Hit the like button on this video if you are joined, if you enjoyed it on YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel for more of our daily content. Thanks again for checking out the Lockdown Steelers podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with Tony Serino. He'll probably be doing a victory lap about Mitchell Jabisky. Yay. But do turn in to tune in tomorrow. We'll be back on your screens and in your ears then with more on your Pittsburgh Steelers. 